Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to this. A student at Central Michigan University performed CPR on a squirrel that was found drowning in a campus pool. <laughs> Even more strange, as she was doing the CPR, the squirrel was winking at his friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny squirrel joke. Thanks for tuning in the Armstrong and Getty Show. Thank God nobody but the murderous lunatic was killed at YouTube yesterday. I've never been to the campus of a Google, an Apple, a YouTube, uh, any, any of the big ones out there. Um, but the... The days of being able to show up and walk around uh, may be over with the whole liberty versus security debate really hitting Silicon Valley and maybe the open attitude that these companies have had uh, maybe came to an end yesterday when this lunatic shows up with a gun. We thought we'd talk to somebody about that. George Avalos of the um, Bay Area News Group joins us. Hey, how you doing, George? Great. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. So uh, has something changed since yesterday? 
No, it's uh, on the same course. I mean, uh, as far as the investigation itself goes, they they noted uh, a theory emerged that the shooter had an animus against the company, had some sort of hatred or anger against the company, partly because of some limitation of some of her videos that she posted on her YouTube channels and some other elements that right which is either which is either true or not they were either restricting her or not but even if they were she doesn't get to go kill people over it so i'm not sure how important that is yeah but are they going to have to change the way they do business in silicon valley and treat these businesses as something different than they did before now well it's mainly related to in a lot of ways the employees uh, although also uh, as it relates to People coming in to visit the company who may be visiting employees or interacting with them. Silicon Valley thrives on a creative, collaborative, collegial sort of atmosphere uh, where employees, creative people get to exchange ideas, tinker around, consult with each other, and then they, you know, the light bulb goes off. And, and that's kind of how the Silicon Valley has operated for, for decades and, and, and still does. But then you have, on the other hand, the the, the tension that, that gets created with the necessity for for physical security, and, and not only of employees, but also of the intellectual property uh, that, uh, that that could be located on site uh, at, at a company. So that creates a tension, and, and there always is a tension between too much security and not enough liberty. Sure. I don't know how we're going to avoid ending up at a at a place in America, whether it's terrorism or deranged individuals that uh, in the current climate feel they should take out their grievances by shooting classmates or coworkers or whatever. With all these different things, we're just everything's so secure all the time. I don't know how we're not going to end up there, but it does. At least it makes me feel differently inside. And I wonder what it's doing to our psychology um, and when people are talking about uh, metal detectors at schools and, and having people walking around with guns on their hips or these these um, uh, innovative freewheeling businesses that now are, you know, more locked down um, where you have to go through a metal detector and their guards if we get there and that sort of stuff. I just I wonder what it does to our psyche in, in, in our lives. Well, I, I think it I think it. It does affect it, uh, and 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 you also have the uh, and you also have the, uh, uh, the 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 pressure here uh, of of things like traffic and 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 the housing prices and so forth. The, one of the people that I talked to mentioned that the the Bay Area is increasingly becoming more of a pressure cooker, and so that adds that adds to the mix. That doesn't excuse anything like this, but but it certainly does does add to to the mix and the and the pressure that, that people are under, but there was this incident some years ago, well, de- decades ago, um, at the old Adobe headquarters in Mountain View, and at that time they had your at, was a typical Silicon Valley suburban style campus where you had surface parking lots, hundreds of parking spaces perhaps uh, next to uh, the office building. And uh, one of their executives, uh, top executives, was accosted in the parking lot by two guys. I believe the incident was in 1992. Um, and he was kidnapped 
and then held in Hollister for 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 some days, uh, and then was released unharmed. Uh, so Adobe at that time was in a, as I said, at a suburban campus with lots of surface parking. Uh, now they're in a high-rise uh, office building in, in in downtown San Jose, uh, with with uh, limited access. You know, very limited access to the parking lot, very limited access to the to the front door of the building. But nevertheless, they probably feel that that sort of increased security is necessary. But I believe they've set up their building, though, uh, so that collaboration can still continue internally uh, among employees and, and trusted people who are uh, who come in to interact with uh, with employees. I'm seeing this crazy woman everywhere. We got a couple of uh, televisions on in the studio, and the Today Show is just running a loop of this this crazy woman's videos and picture, and it's got up in quotes. I'm being discriminated and filtered on YouTube. Has YouTube not again? Even if they did discriminate and filter, she doesn't get to shoot people. So you know who, who freaking cares? But has YouTube made any statement about any of this? Not that we've seen. Um, I, I'm, I'm trying to catch up on everything right. here, but I haven't necessarily seen anything substantive uh, at this point. My understanding is, though, that all of her channels have been taken down now. Yeah. And 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 again, her her complaint, and again, not to excuse anything here, but her complaint apparently had to do with with them limiting access or limiting the visibility of some of the things that she was posting. I think it had to do with physical fitness or something along those lines. Right, yeah. YouTube deemed it inappropriate in some fashion. Uh, so uh, at this point, the, you know, the investigation continues. And as these things happen, things will become revealed through talking to family and friends and, and, and so forth. There's a lot of weirdos on YouTube, and I wonder if they're going to start looking at various people's sites differently and think, you know, maybe hire some profilers and, and, and keep an eye on various people because they think this person could potentially be dangerous or whatever. Well, a lot of these companies, such as Twitter and and YouTube, and I, I would presume YouTube, since it's owned by, by Google, which is the king of analytics, um, uh, and, and, and of course, Twitter and Facebook, uh, they, they have algorithms that they use to try and ferret out things that they deem to be violating their terms of service uh, and, and, and membership uh, allowances. Uh, so I would imagine that those sorts of things are constantly being run up against algorithms and then some sort of determination is made how to treat the content yeah. uh, depending on, on what the algorithm tells tells the company. Yeah. Uh, George Avalos, we appreciate your time. He's a business reporter for the Bay Area News Group. Thanks for coming on today. Great. Thank you for having me. Appreciate the time. I just wonder if uh, if you had a couple of these, if you wouldn't have Google, Facebook, whoever, where they've got a whole team of people that tries to keep an eye on the, on the crazies that are out there and figure out how they want to handle them. Because this might be where crazy people are most likely to expose themselves is on uh, Facebook and, and YouTube. Probably Hello, YouTube. Two, two best I'm Mike examples. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> two best examples, maybe along with Twitter. It seems so difficult to do oh, yeah. when 300 hours of video are uploaded to YouTube every minute. That's just an astounding statistic. I, I don't know if there's a team of people big enough 
to actually watch that stuff. I don't remember what kicked off this. What kicked off? I knew that stat. Why did I know that stat? It was a while back. Some video got on the air that became a problem. And uh, and, and they were talking about that statistic and how they had like 50 people. Yeah. In, in the whole company that are in charge of monitoring the content and how they clearly need to hire. It might have been the fake news stuff. It might have been some of the fake news stuff, but how they needed to hire, obviously, way more people, just like Facebook does, to start monitoring some of this stuff. That was the that was the point Tom Friedman, New York Times, was making about Facebook. He said, at the New York Times, we have a team of editors that go through everything that we're going to print to make sure that it is, that to the best of our ability, factually correct, and we've nailed down names and locations and everything to make everything. They had none of those at Facebook, and up until recently, they had almost none of those at YouTube. And are they now going to have to hire, geez, thousands, tens of thousands of people? Probably or, more. Or you're going to have to have a really cumbersome uh, uploading uh, situation where you have to submit a YouTube video. It uh, it has to work its way through. It might take a couple of weeks before it gets posted after they look at it and verify that it's not dangerous or wrong or whatever before it ever gets posted. They might have to come up with an entirely new model, which obviously would change what it is. That would change what Facebook is. It would change what YouTube is. As of now, I can do anything and I can have it on YouTube within five minutes. And that's five minutes because I'm old and slow at this. And take one minute if you're young and fast at it. So... They might have to change your model. I don't know. The government might make them with this whole fake news thing. Because I can come up with any fake news story I want. I can get somebody that looks like Donald Trump robbing a bank and post that to YouTube. And it's going to be up for a long time, maybe forever, before anybody ever catches it. And then once it's out there in the world, it's traveling around, even if you take it down. So they might have to come up with editors for these platforms. Maybe the government's going to make them. I don't know how we're going to handle this. But... It's amazing. What was that number again? 300 hours of video are uploaded to YouTube every minute. And most of the videos are 15 seconds to a minute long. And I I don't know how you solve this problem with human eyeballs like vetting each video. Yeah, you got to keep in mind that 250 of those are cats doing something cute. But right. the, the others need to be vetted. Yeah, I I I I don't think it's possible. You'd have to come up with some sort of artificial intelligence that looked yeah, at once them. again. We're at some point an algorithm needs to be put into place just because the volume of content we are dealing with is not a reasonable thing to expect a human to be able to to process. Right now, if you're way on like the Julian Assange side of things, which which sometimes I am, where you just think put it all out there, put everything out there, no restrictions of any kind, and let you know let mankind deal with it. The idea is the good ones the good ones will rise to the top, the bad ones will go away. Not sure that that's what we're seeing happening. Yeah, maybe maybe her channel gets 5,000 followers, but actual, you know, more relevant channel they get millions of followers, uh-huh. right? Like it's it, maybe it all kind of works itself out in the wash or but it doesn't. Exactly. <laughs> and and when it doesn't, you have a crazy person with a gun going yeah. to the YouTube headquarters. Yeah, like, I don't know. These, these it's going to be fun. I hope I live long enough to watch all this get worked out. Or just have good seats for when it all burns down. Yeah, you should check out Friedman's article in the New York Times about Facebook, because it's it's pretty pretty interesting way to look at it. None of us, including Mark Zuckerberg, know, knew what Facebook or YouTube was going to be when they started. When, when nobody had thought of any of these things. And now we're up against, can you just publish anything you want 
on the biggest platforms in the world with no editors. Can can you can the world survive that? Our text line is 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Coming up, Shepard Smith taking on Donald Trump on Fox, which is kind of interesting. But it is April 4th, 2018. This was, I'm hearing voices. God, here I am. Here I am. Is it God? Doesn't sound like God. I expected God to be not so boring. What am I hearing in my ear? And I have no idea if this is going out over the air. I'm hearing somebody talking. Oh, that was me. It was you. Sean's to blame, and it I wasn't God. It. I thought finally. I thought finally I was being recognized as a prophet. He's going to grow the beard. He's going to write a new chapter for the Bible. The whole thing, God was speaking to me. But no, it was just an errant button pressed on our uh, our complicated audio. Turns system. out I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe tomorrow for the whole prophet thing. <laughs> so it was 50 years ago today. Could you lower those signs, please? I have some very sad news for all of you, and that is that Martin Luther King was shot and was killed tonight in Memphis. Martin Luther King dedicated his life to love and to justice between fellow human beings. He died in the cause of that effort. In this difficult day, in this difficult time for the United States, it's perhaps well to ask what kind of a nation we are and what direction we want to move in. For those of you who are black, considering the evidence evidently is that there were white people who were responsible. You can be filled with bitterness and with hatred and a desire for revenge. We can move in that direction as a country in greater polarization. Black people amongst blacks and white amongst whites filled with hatred toward one another. Or we can make an effort, as Martin Luther King did, to understand and to comprehend and replace that violence, that stain of bloodshed that is spread across our land with an effort to understand compassion and love. That was uh, good stuff. That's Bobby Kennedy. Um, uh, a couple of interesting things to that. First, jeez, uh, where do you start? And uh, Marsha Phillips w- welcomes us because you probably remember that day. But, um, uh, you know, it wasn't long thereafter that, that he was laying on the ground dead. Yep. Uh, and he was shot dead. 
I uh, I will uh, share this with you. I was actually uh, doing news at a radio station in Palm Springs, California, during that period of time. Martin Luther King was assassinated. Bobby Kennedy Jr. was assassinated. It was an incredible, incredible, sad and scary year. I'm sure. And how did you not think, well, this is coming to an end? This whole American experiment is not working, clearly. But uh, to the text of what he just said, and it sounded like he was doing it off the top of his head. Certainly didn't sound like he was reading it. Um, All good, all true, true then, true now. Really just um, amazing extemporaneous speaking right there from Bobby Kennedy. Uh, also, the very beginning of it, where where he says, I have some sad news to report, right. unimaginable now, right? We would all know it. Uh, we would get a Twitter update probably oh, sure. before he knew it, yeah. as he's preparing for his speech. So that doesn't happen in the modern world. And And I believe, I've read a lot about this period of history. I know Bobby Kennedy believed in all those things he just said. He believed in MLK was after. He also signed off on tapping... Uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s phones in case he was a communist, which was, you know, spying on an American citizen, which is incredibly uncool. But, you know, such are the complexities of the world Um, and how things are never as neat and pretty as we would like them to be. Uh, things things are complicated. You know, during that period of time, too, it started off with JFK, JFK's assassination, and, you know, it just kept going and going and going. Sure. Later on in the speech, he yeah. actually, it's one of the few times that he publicly addresses that, trying right. to relate, hey, I, too, have had loss from, from violence, and right. here's how, right. the, you know, I can relate to the feelings that you're feeling now. It's it's one of my favorite kind of, quote-unquote, political speeches that have, I've ever seen. And they had to feel tremendous pressure. I mean, it, you know... It, they felt like the country was coming apart too, and they were in a position to perhaps stop that from happening. And uh, how do you do that? How do we calm people down? How do we how do we stop this from happening? Exactly. Yeah. What a what a crazy period of time. And worth remembering for everyone that thinks mm-hmm. now is so out of control and the worst we've ever had. Yep. Um, God, I hope we never get to where we were in 1968. Not to mention the hundreds of thousands of or the tens of thousands of people dying in Vietnam. He graduated high school, and you had right. to go whether you wanted or not. Right. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, we uh, do have the police chief uh, in uh, Mountain View shedding more light on the YouTube shooter. We're going to get into that. They're holding a presser right now. And we have got uh, some information about what they're doing in outer space with fishing nets and harpoons. You can't fish in outer space. That seems like a dumb idea. All coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So Donald Trump said a bunch of things about Amazon yesterday. I prefer, prefer to pronounce it Amazon, and yeah. uh, Shepard Smith uh, fact-checked him. So we got that for you coming up. Right now, the news with Marshall Phillips. Well, the San Bruno, California police chief is saying investigators have finished their forensic work in the YouTube building where a shooter wounded at least three before killing herself. Chief Ed Barberini at a presser this morning telling reporters the shooter was upset with the company's policies and practices and... A Smith & Wesson 9mm semi-automatic handgun registered to the suspect was recovered at the scene. Investigators also learned that the suspect went to a local gun range yesterday yesterday morning prior to visiting YouTube. Chief, Wow, so she 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 was a gun owner. Yep. Had a handgun, went to the range in the morning to, like, polish up on her uh, abilities before she went to kill some people. Thank God she wasn't very good at it, apparently. 
And I, I still think that the argument of what what, what if this was a quote-unquote assault rifle, yeah. like that, we did, I think that's coming. We did get one pushback on that yeah. uh, guy pointing out that the, uh, the lunatic that shot all those people at Virginia Tech, remember he locked the doors and killed a ton of right. people. He used two handguns, but that's an outlier. I think, you know, well, I, I, without a doubt, in general, you're going to kill fewer people with a handgun than you are with uh, with an AR-15. Now, whether or not you get to ban them under the Second Amendment, that's a completely different question. The chief going on to say, uh, San Bruno investigators, with the assistance of ATF, are in the process of ex- executing search warrants at two residences in Southern California believed to be associated with our suspect. The suspect is believed to have parked her vehicle to the rear of a neighboring business and accessed the campus via a parking garage. Uh, the suspect's vehicle has been secured and is expected to be processed over the course of the next few days. And the chief is saying they're still trying to figure out what security measures she might have encountered to get onto the YouTube campus. They're still trying to chase all those details down. She has a hell of a social media footprint as they try to figure out what brand of crazy she was. Right. You know, she's not like the Vegas shooter where we still don't know anything about this guy because he had, like, no footprint in the in the in the world and like no friends and yeah, like no anything yeah. but this woman she was talking all the time and videos and all that sort of stuff back to the gun thing i'm just saying um if if i'm a ban assault weapons person right. i use this story as an example and i would just say and again that doesn't have anything to do with it's squaring with the second amendment but i don't think there's anybody if you're if you're really into guns you can't tell me that if your job was to go kill people and you got on a table in front of you, handgun or an AR-15, you'd say, it doesn't matter, either one is fine. You wouldn't. You would choose the AR-15, I mean, without a doubt. But again, I want to make it clear, right. before the anger texts start coming, that doesn't mean you can take them away under the Second Amendment. Law enforcement officials have, according to uh, San Diego Channel 10, reported that she had previous addresses in San Diego and Riverside counties and lived in a home in Menifee, California, with her parents. So they are still trying to chase down the leads in Southern California. She seems pretty crazy. I've watched some of the videos. Yeah. Um, now we're back to the do, do, how crazy do you have to be before we say, no, you don't get to own a gun. I know it's a constitutional right, but you're too crazy. Has she had any mental health background? And we're going to find this out in the next couple of days. But she ever been into the care of anybody? She's She's pretty nutty. And Chief Barberini says he doesn't know what happened to the family's communication to the Mountain View police about the woman being a possible threat to YouTube before the attack. They're still trying to piece again, piece all this together. So that's what uh, that's uh, what was in the uh, presser going on this morning. Special Counsel Robert Mueller's informed President Trump's attorneys the president is not currently considered a criminal target in the Russia investigation. That's according to a person familiar with the conversation who uh, said Trump is considered to be a subject of Mueller's probe. Again, not a target. So I'm watching the news live last night. Brian Williams comes on uh, at 11 Eastern with the headline, Breaking news, and this is huge. In the Mueller investigation, the Washington Post has sources that say Donald Trump is a subject of the investigation. And I thought, oh, is this a big deal? I don't know what that means. Um, But now that the dust has settled a little bit, it seems like... And even the Washington Post's own writing makes it sound like he's only a subject, right. not the target. It's good news for the president. Right, at this point. At I this mean, point. He, he could become a target later on down sure, the line. Sure, but I'd be happy to find out I'm not a target currently because you'd be right. worried that you're already a target. Right. Got a new bill coming in that California legislature after the shooting of the unarmed black man in Sacramento that would restrict police use of deadly force. The bill would make California the first state to require officers 
to look for reasonable alternatives before opening fire on a criminal suspect. Now, the Peace Officers Research Association of California, with 70,000 members, says the measure will require officers in dangerous situations to employ a checklist that ultimately places everyone at risk. They're calling the proposed changes a dangerous rush to judgment. And up in space, we've got a rocket carrying a satellite designed to clean up space litter using a net and a harpoon. It has been successfully launched. An actual harpoon in a net. Remove debris. Did Wiley Coyote come up with this plan? Remove debris is part of a British-led mission demonstrating how to salvage potentially dangerous junk orbiting the Earth. It apparently was developed in a public-private partnership. The mission will test the utility of nets and harpoons commonly used in fishing to pluck debris out of orbit and bring them into Earth's atmosphere to burn up. At some point, you got too much stuff floating around space. You uh-huh. got to do something with it. Space junk is a big problem. Yep. From I've essentially only heard Neil deGrasse Tyson mention this, but he said this is a big problem that most people don't even aren't even sure. aware is right? a thing. Yeah, and it was inevitable. I remember hearing about it as a kid that you keep sending stuff up there and leaving it. Eventually, it gets too crowded, and you got to do something with it. I guess I guess that time is now. Yeah, and the uh, removed uh, debris satellite was uh, part of the cargo on board the SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket that uh, blasted off from uh, Cape Canaveral, Florida. Well, SpaceX is really making some moves. Yeah, that angle of uh, Elon's uh, mm-hmm. life going a lot better than the Tesla end. Yeah, at this point. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips in the Armstrong and Getty Show, The Conscience of a Nation. Trying that out, conscience of a nation yep. versus con- the conscience of the nation. We gotta gotta settle on one of those. We want whichever one's the most over the top because that's what we're going for. You know, we didn't use the bell today at all. The Liberty Bell, the Bell of Freedom. No, we didn't. We just used the bird. Well, Do you say Bell of Freedom? Is Liberty Bell like copyrighted? And every time I say that, I owe him a hundred bucks or something. It's like Super Bowl. Yeah, say Superb <laughs> Owl or <Right>. something. <laughs> <laughs> And God help you if you ever say, get re- let's get ready to fumble, oh, if you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. Okay, good. I was afraid you'd say <laughs> yeah. that. So I'm thinking, is Liberty Bell like that? I hope not. Um, a Fox host takes on Trump. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Ah, uh, the CEO of Twitter, whose name I didn't know off the top of my head, Jack Dorsey. He's not one of those I have memorized for whatever reason. Who's the, who's the head of Instagram? That's the name you need to know, right? I should know that. I know Jack. I don't know Instagram. I should know lots of things, but I don't. Um, the CEO of Twitter blasted President Trump for offering his thoughts and prayers over the shooting at the YouTube's campus. That has become a thing now. Uh, politicians offering thoughts and prayers and then people blasting them, f- saying thoughts and prayers won't stop in it. We need to change our legislation. So that's a regular part of this narrative that happens every time there's a shooting and it's, it just happened again. On a not-as-serious topic, Trump made a bunch of comments yesterday. Do we hear? We want to hear the comments first. Is uh, that yeah, the way we we're going to? Yeah. Let's do the comments first. 
The post office is losing billions of dollars, and the taxpayers are paying for that money because it delivers packages for Amazon at a very below cost. That's not fair to the United States. It's not fair to our taxpayers. And Amazon has the money to pay the fair rate at the post office, which would be much more than they're paying right now. Retailers all over the United States are going out of business. You look at some of these small towns where they had a beautiful Main Street with stores. The stores are all gone. That is true. I don't think changing anything about uh, Amazon's postage rates is going to change that, but that last part was true. Um, so Trump's been on this for like a week now, right? Going after Amazon and uh, that they get uh, all these different benefits. Well, Shepard Smith on Fox uh, wanted to fact check some of that. The Postal Service's own numbers show it makes money by delivering packages for Amazon and other companies. As for taxpayers, the Post Office's own website points out, and I quote, the Postal Service receives no tax dollars for operating expenses. None. And that reference to $1.47 that the President came up with there, a Citigroup study last year showed on average the Postal Service was charging $1.46 below market rates for package delivery. But our researchers point out, if that discount exists, it's not just for Amazon, it's a bulk rate discount. A great deal of confusion or something here regarding Amazon and the post office, because none of that was true. Interesting. I'm, uh, I can quibble with a couple of things Shepard Smith said there. Um, uh, the post office is coming out ahead on the Amazon thing. That could be true, and you still could be losing out on uh, extra money that you could make if you charge more. The the post office doesn't get any taxpayer money while they're they're operating, but uh, that could very well be true that they support their operations that way. But all the employees are government employees that we pay with our taxpayer money, and I'm not paying any FedEx employees or UPS employees, but I am paying with my own money all of the post office employees across the country. And then that last part about the rate, I don't know that. I don't know anything about that. I saw discussions on it last night. There is supposedly some deal that the government made with Amazon, and it's it's a good idea. It's to help get it was to help to get some of these uh, online businesses, you know, off the ground and running and and doing well because it's good for our economy overall. And then at some point, you end the end the the Kush deal. But that was done. It's a secret, and nobody knows exactly what it is. But so there you go. But de- there's no doubt the president's overstating that case. Yeah, and there's. Yeah, I think it's awesome that the to fact check your own team. No I problem. think that makes it so much no more credible, it. and it's yeah. it's harder to to dismiss. And I, 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 it's probably foolish, but I hope both sides do more of that more oh, often. Oh yeah, no, I'm all for uh, that sort of thing happening with Fox against Trump, and I wish MSNBC would do their side as much too, and that sort of thing. Um, as far as giving breaks to Amazon that the president is currently against, which you know, at the point you become the most valuable company in the world. Uh, I suppose you could stop giving them breaks, but there are towns and states all across this country are they're crawling over each other to give breaks to Amazon for this head, this second headquarters. Yeah. yeah. No taxes. We'll we'll build your building for right. free. We'll put in an interstate that goes just to your building. No cost. Right. I mean, everybody's giving them breaks to try to get the jobs, sure. which is part of the, what the original deal was. Sure. On a more national level. Have you, uh, Sean? Have you heard when they're supposed to make the final announcement on this second headquarters? I have not. No. Uh, yeah. They. I thought it was going to be pretty soon, but then somebody told me it was going to be the end of the year. The, like everything moves so much more quickly in the modern era yeah. there will it will set the record for a city being transformed overnight oh yeah. oh yeah when amazon announces their new location 
they pick a Memphis is in the news because it's the mm-hmm. 50th anniversary of MLK right. being shot dead in Memphis. And there's an article in the USA Today about how why Memphis didn't become Atlanta. They were similar sized southern towns at right. the time. And now Atlanta is this gleaming hub of everything in the world. And Memphis wasn't and They're talking about the politics of it and all that sort of stuff. They pick Memphis. Memphis could be Atlanta in no time right. if Amazon decides that's where our headquarters is going to be. I mean, it's going to be huge right. for wherever they land. Uh, it'll it'll be wild to watch the number of great jobs, the building, the just the the whole thing. And I wonder how they're going to make the decision. I wonder if there's any. I wonder if it's all above board. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> I you know there's probably so much wheeling and dealing going on as you said. We'll name the entire town after you. All the babies in town will be named after Jeff Bezos. No I saw problem. I saw Miss Tennessee on TV the other night. Yeah. She have a boyfriend. You know what? I don't know what right. kind of side deals right. are going to be made. Right. Right. Uh, to try to get Amazon to come to your town. I saw Miss Tennessee. So, so she a state employee? Is, <laughs> yeah. that's right. is she under your jurisdiction, sir? <laughs> Amazon. Oh, boy. How much time I got left, Michael? I have to decide what to launch into. Michael's not listening. He doesn't listen to this show. He's listening to Robert right. and Don. <laughs> what? Uh, how much time we got left? Does anybody know? No, 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 we're out of time. There you go. I'm sorry. I was setting this thing up, actually. There you go. <laughs> hmm now that's the kind of song my son would like to sing. My son would love singing that song. Yeah, get him to do a cover of that. We can yeah. uh, feature it for Final Thoughts. Exactly. I know. I will try to do that. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll be your host for Final Thoughts as Joe Getty is at jury duty today. Michelangelo, board operator, what's your final thought? If YouTube can eliminate the videos of people getting kicked in the crotch or the video of people using fireworks in an unsafe manner using their buttocks, they would reduce their inventory by 50% and they could catch the criminals and uh, go through the videos easier. Speaking of cleaning out space junk, the internet needs to be cleaned out. YouTube, the internet, just in general, when you Google something, you get all these irrelevant, like... County fair schedules from 2008 or whatever. I mean, all that stuff needs to be cleared out. Uh, Sean, do you have a final thought? Yeah, so I had uh, some grilled tri-tip for dinner last night. It was delicious. Oh, that sounds good. My girlfriend made this kind of weird like garlic and herb spread called chimchurri, and it was absolutely fantastic. But even to this morning, everything I taste tastes like garlic. Yeah. Some tea. Oh, this is some garlic tea. Oh, you have a muffin? Oh, that's a nice garlic muffin. Yeah. If yeah. I didn't like garlic, it would be a much bigger problem. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's a problem with garlic, and your sweat smells like garlic. It's disgusting. Marshall Phillips, your final thought. I like the way he uh, he uh, slipped in my girlfriend. You know, he's got a girlfriend. Yeah. How does she like your cats? <laughs> she has a cat, I know. <laughs> oh, it's so her you're dating cat. a cat owner now. Oh, okay. Oh, that's that was my final thought. There it you was go. Just an aside. Mine, my final thought is also eating related. I mentioned this earlier in the show. I now have a dysfunctional relationship with pizza, and we need to sit down and have a long talk and maybe an arbitration over how often we get together, and uh, and maybe some numbers of slices we should ever eat <laughs> whenever we come into a room together. Just things are not working out right. between pizza and I at this point. <laughs> it's not you, it's me," said Jack to the large pizza. We had many happy years together. <laughs> But at this point, we just—I think—we need a separation for at least a little while, and Maybe just see each other in doses. We'll just call it a break. We don't even—it's <laughs> yeah, not. We don't right, have to end yeah, this. We're right, just—we yeah. we need some yeah, space. Definitely <laughs> need some space. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. We have a website. Our website is armstrongandgetty.com. Is that right? Check it out. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act. 
uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. Yeah, we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Then the show's over. What? Bye-bye. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.